Welcome to episode number 140 of the Jackson Hole Connection, recording right here in beautiful Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Support for this episode comes from Jackson Hole Real Estate & Associates, the region's largest and most dynamic real estate company in the Valley. For more information and to view current listings, visit jhrea.com. Also sponsoring this episode is Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling, reminding you to reduce, reuse, recycle, and compost. Avoid using those single-use products whenever possible, and remember to bring your reusable bags whenever you go shopping. Welcome to the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm Stephen Clark Abrams, your host. Before I begin this week's episode, I want to say thank you to all of my regular listeners and all of you new listeners who are tuning in this week. The biggest compliment you can give me is sharing this podcast with somebody who you feel would be interested in listening to the stories and connections that I make with the people I get to interview. This podcast is all about sharing stories. We're all individuals and we all have a story to share. My mission is to bring you all the fascinating stories from people who are connected to Jackson Hole. Fascinating stories are going to bring good energy to your day and to your life. Let's all grow and learn together and build happy communities. My guest today is Jennifer Wolfram Holiday, the newly installed Executive Director of Coombs Outdoors, formerly known as Coombs Foundation. Jennifer brings a strong nonprofit background to the Coombs Outdoors organization, along with a true passion for the outdoors and being a contributor to the community in which she lives in. Jennifer shares with us today how she and Coombs Outdoors align their missions to help make sure the outdoors are accessible to everyone who desires to be there. Through the programs Coombs Outdoors provides, over 350 kids each year have access to outdoor activities. Additionally, through mentoring programs and internship opportunities, Coombs Outdoors are teaching kids how to be the next generation of leaders for our community and the communities in which they might move to and establish roots for themselves. Jennifer, thank you for meeting me here today at the Jackson Hole Connection. Wonderful to be able to sit down and talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's start off. You were telling me in the pre-show that you've been here in Jackson for 10 years. Mm-hmm. How did you land here in Jackson Hole? What is your connection? The favorite question, right? In Jackson Hole. Why are you here? Um, So I grew up in Maine. I'm from New England. I went to school in Boston and hung around in Boston for a few years after college um, doing public relations and some um, social media consulting. It was right when Facebook and Instagram were like the hot new marketing tools for corporations. Mm. So I was working at an analyst firm doing some consulting and just really felt like I didn't spend a lot of time after college having fun. And so I changed directions and moved to Alaska uh, where I spent two years on Kodiak Island, which was crazy. If you haven't been to Kodiak, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, but it's harsh. It's maritime climate, cold, wet, dark, dark, dark. And then in the winter and then in the wind and the summer, bright, bright, bright. So just super contrast and, and really amazing people. Um, and I worked there at a nonprofit. I worked at the Kodiak Area Native Association doing federal grant management for the uh, Native um, Alaskan population. So a lot of economic development in the smaller villages, and then a lot of focus on youth development in the city of Kodiak or the town of Kodiak, which is really cool. I lasted two years. <laughs> that was enough. 
That's a yeah. good amount of time in Alaska. <laughs> and I was like, I should probably go back to work, go back to Boston, start my career over, refocus. But my brother was living here at the time and he recommended that I come out here and hang out for a week or two before I made any decisions, which was very wise on his behalf. And so I, I came out um, from Boston, flew out, was visiting my sister, flew out here to visit my brother. And he convinced me to apply for a job at the Jackson Hole Land Trust, which I did. And then I got it. And then I flew back to Boston, grabbed all my stuff, flew here and have been here ever since. And now I have my husband here, uh, my friends, my dog, and it's just, it's home. I, I love that you call it. It's it's now your home. Does your brother still live here? My brother lived here for, I think the first four years I was here and then he moved to Bozeman. So he's in Bozeman with his family. Okay. So it's nice. They're close, which is great. You and I have a similar story of how we landed here. Our brothers convinced us, <laughs> I think suggested. I feel like the sibling connection is common. There's a lot of siblings here, there which are. is great. Yes. Yeah. My brother doesn't live here any longer, but he he's the reason why I moved here at the time. And it was a wonderful time in both of our lives. Yeah. So we got to live together. I feel uh, the same way. For sure. <laughs> so you moved here and you now call this home. You're married, dog, enjoying yeah. the Jackson Hole lifestyle. What attracted you to the Jackson Hole Land Trust where you worked for many years? Um, I wanted to work at a nonprofit. So I wanted to transfer um, what I had been doing in Alaska to um, a full-blown career. And to be honest, I didn't know a lot about land conservation in the West. Growing up in the East Coast is, I feel like, very different in terms of land. You know, here we have these wide open spaces and just huge swaths of land that are either owned by the federal or state government or in conservation. And so I just thought it was a really interesting path and something that was I was going to learn a lot about along the way, but I could use my nonprofit experience to do. And uh, at the time, Lori Andrews was the executive director and she was an incredible mentor to me. And um, she's now at the Community Foundation and continues to be a mentor to me, but it was just a really great experience. I kind of rose through the ranks from development associate all the way up to director of development. And yeah, it was a, it was a great organization to learn about nonprofit management strategy, big picture thinking. It's a very professional, well-run organization that I'm grateful to have learned from. And now you've worked your way into being an executive director. Yes. You're in the big seat now. Um, yeah. They call me uh, La Hefa, <laughs> the boss. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I transitioned over to Coombs in December. Uh, I wanted to try to be in a leadership role. And I really wanted to start working uh, more closely with people in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, Land Trust was great. And I, I think I had the opportunity to work closely with a lot of partners and launch the community conservation program with, with projects like Our Park and Carnes Meadow. But I really wanted to be more in a, a social service role and, mm -hmm. and work, work with people. And Coombs has always been an organization that I've loved and partnered with in my role at the Land Trust and just feel really passionately about equal access to the outdoors, especially in Jackson, where our socioeconomic gap is so big. And there are so many people that live here that maybe don't have the opportunity to do all the things that we love to do. And I just wanted to be a part of it. So do you feel that there's a certain aspect of our community that might take for granted their access to uh, using the outdoors? 
For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us do until we really start to think about it. You know, for me, growing up, I always had a bike. I always had skis. Um, we weren't rich, but we were able to do those things. And I think moving to Jackson, it's magnified, right? Everyone here prioritizes those things. People live in their cars and buy $7,000 bicycles, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, every year. Every year, right. <laughs> and that's not just, this is not realistic for a lot of families and a lot of people who live here and are trying to to really make make a way. And so I have always thought about it in terms of a of pri- from a privileged perspective, but I, working at Coombs has really opened my eyes to how many people in the community just don't have access to the outdoors and not only financially, but culturally, or they, you know, they don't know where to go or they don't feel safe going where they can go. Um, and also skiing and biking is very expensive. It, it can be. Yeah, for sure. It, well, not just can be, it is. it is. Yeah. Depending on how you approach it for sure. Now, why don't you share with everybody what exactly is Coombs Foundation? What is the official name of the organization? I don't want to <laughs> So we it. Emily Coombs started the organization as the Doug Coombs Foundation and a few years back we transitioned to Coombs out Doors as in a rebranding and that was part of the organization's bigger strategy to go full year round and have more programs. So moving away from just the winter skiing programs and more into year round programs that support the children and families of the community 365 days a year. So Coombs Outdoors is what we go by. Our legal name is still Doug Coombs Foundation. Okay. And Coombs Outdoors, the mission of Coombs Outdoors is really to get kids outside um, to provide access for everyone and to make people make children feel safe, confident, gain independence in the outdoors. Basically, all of the reasons that you and I love to be outside, we want everyone to be able to experience that. Um, So a lot of people do know Coombs as the program that gets kids skiing, which we still very much do that. Um, We have, I think, over 300 kids skiing at Snow King and Jackson Hole this winter, which was incredible, especially during COVID. It was, um, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of actu- actually higher demand for our programs. And um, we don't actually recruit for any, any of our programs. It's just word of mouth. So people are, families are sharing their experiences with other families and really encouraging other families to come to us, which is great because it help, makes us know that families are comfortable with us. They trust us and their kids are having good experiences. Um, so beyond winter, we have done um, mentoring and study hall programs in the shoulder season. So in the spring and fall, um, kids can come to the Coombs room and have a chance to be a away from the screen, especially if they're in virtual classrooms, um, away from siblings, <laughs> since we're all stuck at home or we were, and um, have a chance to have some mentoring and tutoring in the Coombs room, which has been um, a really phenomenal experience. And we've had a lot of feedback from teachers that Coombs kids who have been coming to these programs have been more successful and have come to class prepared and have been doing their work, which is wonderful. Um, And then heading into summer, we have Activate Camps, which are camps for K through fifth graders. And we have about 85 kids signed up for those camps this summer. They'll get three weeks 
each of camp. So one week a month. And then um, that's where we introduce them to a lot of outdoor activities. So climbing with XM guides and kayaking with rendezvous river sports and going to our park, learning how to mountain bike or just ride a bike and things like that. So really trying to introduce them to the outdoors, help them feel comfortable, help them feel safe, help them feel like this is something that I can and should be doing. And then when we move to middle school, really trying to progress those programs. Um, we have summer camp for middle school, about 60 middle schoolers, and that's focused on backpacking this year. So getting oh. the kids out for two and three night backpacks where they can really embrace being in nature and you know all of those things that come up for you mm-hmm. um, when you're in, in nature for that long. Um, so we're really excited about that as well. I, I love it. I love it. I, I want to rewind mm-hmm. just a little bit because you've mentioned a name and I'd love to give the person who the foundation is named after some recognition. Yeah. So could you share with everybody who is Doug Coombs and Emily Coombs and why this made sense for Emily to begin this foundation using Doug's name? Yeah. So not Doug Coombs Mm -hmm. was a highly recognized mountaineer, ski guide, uh, mountain athlete, lived in Jackson Hole, um, did a lot of guiding and skiing in Europe. And Emily and he were married and Emily joined him for a lot of that. He unfortunately passed in a guiding accident um, and Emily was pregnant at the time. So Emily came back to Jackson um, and had her son and started raising him as a single mom in Jackson. He was really involved in sports, obviously skiing and soccer. And Emily started to notice that there were a lot of kids from the Latinx community that were in his school that weren't doing the same activities that he was. So there was a pretty big gap um, between the Anglo kids who were able to access these sports and felt comfortable and supported doing these sports and the Latinx community who were not involved at all. Um, so she launched uh, the Doug Coombs Foundation in uh, nine years ago, 2012, and started with 28 kids at Snow King Mountain in ski school um, and and really was a one-man show for a couple of years and worked with partners like the ski club, um, like Jackson Hole Youth Soccer and Snow King, JHMR to really build the program to start very ahead of her time, actually, or ahead of the times doing more inclusive activities to really make those connections between the the two groups. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've grown considerably, um, not only in program scope, like I mentioned, doing fall, spring, summer programs in addition to winter, but also in staff and in the amount of kids that we serve. So we're serving 350 kids per year right now. And her first program was 28. So big growth. And it was a, you know, I think a, a very, very much a passion project for her. And her and I still chat quite a bit about um, the direction of Coombs. And it's always great to check in with her to make sure intention is is on track. And yeah, I'm just thankful to be part of what she started. Thank you for giving everybody yeah. a little bit of that backstory. And it just shows that when we have an idea, a vision that you just got to start it. Yeah, And it does take a lot of hard work to, to start it. But now look at what Emily her vision was, and she wanted to make an impact, make a difference. Yep. And she's, she's doing that. Jennifer, I want to take a quick break to have a word from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and talk more about 
Coombs Outdoors and the impact that it's making here on this community. Great. Jackson Hole Real Estate Associates is the market leader in Jackson Hole, providing every client with unparalleled professionalism and breakthrough marketing strategies. Their organization is comprised of dedicated and experienced real estate professionals, and they offer a collection of some of the most sought after properties right here in the Valley. For more information on buying, selling, or market stats in Jackson Hole, visit jhrea.com or call 307-733-6060. Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling wants to remind you to bring those reusable bags whenever you go shopping for groceries or around town in your favorite store. Keep in mind to always have some reusable bags in your car. So after you go shopping, repack your car with those reusable bags. Reusable bags are good for the environment and your wallet. We've already helped remove millions of single-use plastic bags from the waste stream. Now, let's reduce the amount of paper bags purchased. Remember that food waste composting, in addition to yard waste composting, is available at the trash transfer station facilities. Call 307-733-7678 for up-to-date hours of operation. Jennifer, welcome back. And we're just talking about the history. You gave us some background of who... Doug Coombs was how his wife has created this in his memory, but also how she wanted to make an impact on in our community. Are you all now seeing, because you said it's been around for nine years. So are you now seeing some of the early kids who are coming back and helping be some of those mentors for other younger children in, in the Coombs um, Outdoors program, Coombs Foundation? We are. We have uh, some of our, some of the earliest participants have gone to college or some of them are still here working in Jackson. And we do like to um, keep them involved in the programs. Part of our winter program for our older kids is Powder Pals. And instead of getting lessons, they're skiing with a mentor. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, a lot of times are either kids that have graduated from our program or our high school kids that are still very much involved in the program act as some of those mentors for the younger middle schoolers. So the sixth and seventh graders. So we like to, um, you know, make sure that they're still skiing and being and getting outside, but also putting them more in a leadership role. So they have that experience of being a mentor. And a lot of them um, have just, you know, experienced so much through Coombs that they really want to give back. Um, This summer, we're hiring several camp counselors who were former Coombs participants um, who are now in their late teens, early 20s. So they're coming back to work for us, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then something really cool that we're doing this year, we're launching the Empower Internship Program. Um, So we've noticed, you know, a pretty big gap in services for high school students, um, just in general. You know, if you're not playing sports, um, there's not always a lot of support for you. So our Empower Internship Program is taking uh, some of our older high school participants who, you know, maybe don't want to go to summer camp anymore. They've outgrown it or they they need to work. They need to make money. Um, And we're working with uh, multiple outdoor industry, outdoor recreation industry partners in Jackson to create internships for um, our older high school participants. So we have, I think, 14 high schoolers in our first iteration of the Empower Internship Program, and they have uh, secured positions at um, organizations like Steo, Mountain Resort, Snow King, Rendezvous River Sports, Our Park, Whole Food Rescue, DIY Docs, so kind of a gamut. But our goal with these internships is to open more doors to opportunities in the outdoor industry. You know, we've always been a very... um, 
we've always been focused on the outdoors and, and providing access to the outdoors. So this Empower Internship Program is just the next step to providing um, access to outdoor industry jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of kids in town work at work in retail or work in construction or landscaping, which is great. Um, but we just wanted to provide a new a new potential avenue for career and in doing so providing job training resume and cover writing skills interviewing skills professional skills working with a variety of local partners to do some significant trainings for the interns before they start so they go into their jobs really being set up for, set up for success so programs are really trying to progress from the elementary introductory middle school deeper dive into recreation and then supporting the high school students with things like internship and professional development opportunities wow talk about a broad range of services that you guys are offering that have such a important impact on the community. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. We're, we can't wait to see how the internship program goes. <laughs> sure. I, I'm very happy to hear that some of the, your early participants in, in Coombs are now coming back to be mentors, to be coaches, to um, help out and, and grow other people. So I'm curious to know, what do you hear from some of those early people, the impact Coombs made on their lives, but also the first time that you see a child participate in Coombs, whether it's summer or winter program, it doesn't matter. What what are they saying? What do you hear from them? And also the parents? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the kids who come back, I think, you know, they often talk about how Coombs was life-changing, mm-hmm. um, how they didn't really know what what skiing would be like or how it would feel. Um, and I say skiing because a lot of our earlier participants mostly skied um, just because of that, that that was what the program was. And I think there's always a lot of surprise about the freedom and the fun <laughs> that kids have on skis. And that is often, I mean, for me, it was life-changing. I don't know um, about you, but I think it gives gives our participants a sense of confidence, a sense of belonging to the community, a sense of social capital that they go to school and they can talk about skiing with the other kids. It's such a huge part of the culture here that it is really important to have that capital. Social capital. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a I don't know if I've ever heard that, but I, why don't you tell us what that means, especially for a child and a child who lives in a community where the income disparities are right. so large. Right. So I think, you know, one of the ex- explanations of social capital that resonates with me is the glass ceiling as a woman um, and that old analogy of the men all go play golf and the women doesn't. And most, most of the time, the women didn't know how to play golf and mm-hmm. she misses out on all of the business talk and the um, building, a, you know, communicating and building relationships that happens in that golf meeting that the men had. So that's kind of an old school way that I, I think of social capital. I think now here in Jackson specifically, you know, kids have access to so much right the the high the higher end of the the wealth spectrum kids have you know vacations um skiing bike riding they have the nicest mountain bikes and um it trickles down obviously and we're such an outdoor oriented community that if you're not taking place in those activities if you can't talk about those activities 
you don't have the same social capital because you're not involved in those conversations. You don't, you don't have the relationships outside of school. You're not mountain biking with friends. You're not skiing with friends on the weekends. And so the social capital that these programs build by providing those experiences, by providing the relationships, the connections, and the ability to say, yeah, I went skiing this weekend too. That's to me is what social capital is on a very basic level. And for kids in Jackson, it's really important to build a sense of that inclusion and belonging and to feel like you're you're part of it you know thinking about when you were in elementary especially middle school middle school is so tough and to not have the same experiences as everyone else that you're going to school with is really challenging school's tough school's tough kids and it doesn't have to be that way for some at some point kids change their innocence and then make it tough on each other mm-hmm. which is filters through into adulthood, which is unfortunate, but it, I, I love that Coombs is helping people level the playing field and understand that it's accessible for everyone and everybody can enjoy mm-hmm. what's, what's out there and then talk about it. So do you hear from kids that it helps bridge the gap quite a bit with the disparity of social classes and maybe it, are more people intermingling than they would have without? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if our kids can pinpoint it that specifically, Okay, um, but I, like I said, I do know it, it helps them feel included and, and confident and just seeing them out on the mountain skiing around and having fun. You can tell like this, this is something that they really enjoy and that they're really super excited that they're, <laughs> that they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, I think for a lot of the feedback that we get from parents is that it, it turns kids' lives around. Um, especially this year, we've had a lot of feedback from parents. One in particular just called and said, your ski program changed my kid's life. He was depressed. He was not doing his schoolwork. He was sitting on the couch watching TV. And because you encouraged him to get outside and be part of a group and hang out with his friends, his whole demeanor changed. He, he perked up. He started doing his schoolwork. And so I think, you know, being outside has such an impact on us mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can help more kids get outside and help them grow and change emotionally, physically, mentally is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the parents really see that and they really respect the program. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing for our community and, and Coombs is doing for our community. How does Coombs operate? What do you <laughs> all do to be able to provide all of these services? So we are a nonprofit mm-hmm. and we operate pretty much 100% on private donations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't receive federal or state funding typically. Um, so part of big part of my job is, is fundraising, which is something that I obviously did at the Land Trust. And um, I find it very challenging, fun, and rewarding. Um, not Fundraising isn't everyone's favorite thing to do, but the Coombs Outdoors message is pretty powerful. Um, and the more I talk about it with people and the more we engage with the community and um, educate the community about the breadth of our programs, the more support we get. So we've grown pretty considerably in our fundraising in the, over the past um, three years, thanks to a very strong board as well. Um, and it's mostly me and then program staff. So all of our program staff are woofer certified outdoor education majors have a lot of experience in building kids curriculum. So it's not like our participants are just coming to camp or coming to ski and skiing. Um, We're really deliberate in terms of building a curriculum 
curriculum for each of our programs. So in the winter, each weekend, our skiing, um, our middle and high school kids that are skiing have mentors that are following a curriculum that we give them that, you know, focuses each specifically each week on, on a topic and also mountain safety. And in the summer, our curriculums are really intentional as far as uh, learning how learning safety in the outdoors, um, learning different skills, team building, and um, a lot of just kind of emotional check-in. So it's more than just getting outside. It's Mm -hmm. a whole developed curriculum that the kids are going through, which I think is really important. Yeah. Very, very important. Now, what are the qualifications for someone, for a parent to enroll their child in, in Coombs programs? It's fairly loose, actually. Okay. Um, we don't require a pay stub. We don't require um, proof of employment. It's, it's really just if you're facing a cultural or a financial barrier to outdoor recreation, then we are an organization that can help you. And do you all accept people to pay for people to, for kids to participate? Yeah. So we actually have program fees. Each of our programs are between a hundred and $150 per participant. So if a full season of skiing is $150 and you get lessons, um, seasons past and season rentals, uh, our summer camps are $150 as well. We do work with parents who have multiple kids or who, you know, that $150 is, is still a barrier to make sure that financial barriers don't exist in our programming. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. I'm going to do some quick math. <laughs> And thank you for not asking me to do the math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. So for 1250 a month, somebody could sponsor one child. Yeah. Well, our programs cost a lot more than what we charge oh, okay. for. So uh, all of our fundraising offsets the costs of the programs. Mm-hmm. Um, we say it's about $1,500 a season for, for, for a, a season for a kid. Okay. Um, and that covers all of their um, lessons, like I said, passes, um, ski rentals, and then also staff time because yes. it is a very staff intensive program. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about $1,500 we say for, to sponsor a skier or to a sponsor a kid for the summer. Okay. That, so the hundred, <laughs> but we would love 1250 a month from whoever <laughs> wanted to give it to us. <laughs> Just set it up as auto. Yeah, exactly. On, on the credit card exactly. right out of the bank account. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Giving is very easy. Giving is easy. Especially when you can see the smiles on kids' faces. What a better way to give than to impact a child and to improve their life and their experience in the outdoors. Right. Well, and it's so cool because these are the the kids are doing the things that we love to do here, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're out skiing and you see them skiing and it's just it makes you so happy because you know that they're feeling the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's for me, that's what it's all about. I love being outside. I love riding. I love skiing. And I want everyone to have that feeling and that experience. I, I have two young children and my wife and I are love being outside as well. And there's times where, it's, okay, we have to go. Outside. <laughs> We're going outside now. Ah, it's complete meltdown like, and breakdown. <laughs> Wait, wait 30 years when you're stuck inside and all you want to do is go outside. That's right. Please. Can we go outside? Let us all go outside and enjoy it. And then once when they're outside, they're happy. Right. And once when they get their mind off of, no, I don't want to be outside, then they are very, very happy. And so it's, it's just part of them being a kid. Yeah. 
you know, that's part of being a parent that you got to challenge people, but the outdoors is, um, we live in a very special place and might as well appreciate it as much as possible. And I, I remember hearing about Coombs originally and how it helped people get into the park. Mm-hmm. And, and there's yeah. some, something else here in town that helps people get into the park as well. And some, some of those kids had never been into one of our national parks and, and they've been here all their life. Right. And some of it's cultural, some of it's financial. It has to do with work-life balance. I mean, some people work every day right. to survive, especially when they're um, raising a few children right. as well. And we don't have public transportation to the park either. That is so true. Transportation is a huge issue for a mm-hmm. lot of our participants. Is it? Mm-hmm. Big barrier. Mm-hmm. And you guys help solve that problem. We have vans, yes. Mm-hmm. So our staff will go... I mean, they are incredible. They'll go to people's houses and pick the kids up. They'll make sure they do whatever they can to get the kids to programs, um, which is a, a challenge <laughs> for, mm-hmm. as far as trying to get everything lined up and um, timing. But yeah, we have um, two vans. We're hoping to have another van soon okay. um, that we use to transport kids to all of our programs, pick them up from school, mm-hmm. um, take them to the hill, take them to the office, whatever they need. Um, we We try to make sure that financial barriers and transportation barriers are um, not an issue for our kids. I, I can hear what you're saying is you make it as accessible mm-hmm. as possible rather than, well, we have the program for right. you. You just need to show up. Right. It's no, we will do everything we can to ensure that your child can participate and will participate yep. and want to come back the next day. Like when our van shows <laughs> up, ki- the kids are running outside. Right. That's what you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I would love to see that and know that that happens, that the kids are running outside to, to go participate in Coombs. Jennifer, this has been a fabulous time that I've gotten to spend with you and learn about Coombs and learn about you. And you are making a, a fabulous, positive impact on our community. And, and I appreciate what you're doing. And, and I know in other communities, there's people like you who are making that impact and other organizations like Coombs that are making the impact. Our kids are our future. Yep. And, and thank you for making that investment for you and from, from Coombs as well. How can people find out more about Coombs? I'm sure you have a website. We have a Who website. would not have a website? <laughs> What's a website? Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have a website. You can go to our website, coombsoutdoors.org. Um, we have a little bit sorry, slower. Coombsoutdoors.org. And spell Coombs for us. C-O-O-M-B-S outdoors.org. Um, we have actually a really fabulous Instagram account um, that features a lot of our kids, a lot of stories. And um, that is at Coombs Outdoors. And we're also on Facebook. Um, we're not on TikTok yet but we might try to get the kids to have a TikTok channel, uh, <laughs> which would be hilarious. I'm not on TikTok either. I'm not either. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find out more about us online on Instagram or we love visitors. You can come to our office at 335 South Millward. Uh, we're just south of the brew pub and there's usually always someone there. Fantastic. And is that where the Coombs room is yes. as well? Yes. Okay. Thank you. For, for what you guys are doing. This is fabulous. Well, thank you for having me. And, you know, our programs, again, are funded by our donors. So thanks to the community for the support and to the parents for trusting us with their kids and to the kids for showing up. Um, it takes a, it's a partnership for sure. In, indeed. Uh, it's a partnership for the next generation. Yeah. Um, it takes a community. You are certainly weaving some of that fabric to build this community. And thank you. 
All right, Jennifer, have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. To learn more about Jennifer and Coons Outdoors, visit the Jackson Hole Connection, episode number 140. Thank you, everybody, for keeping this podcast alive and well. Michael Morey for marketing and editing every episode since it has been going. My wife, Laura, and my boys, Lewis and William, they sure do. Believe it or not, they listen to every episode on the iPad at home. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode. Send us feedback to connect at the Jackson Hole Connection.com. And I look forward to seeing you back at the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.